So, guess what just happened to me today? Um, uh, you won the lottery. You discovered you're a woman. No, unfortunately, neither of those are true. Um, my Nintendo Switch dock decided to stop working. <sighs> yep, I know. I was like pulling it out of the dock to like show my dad, like, oh yeah, look, this is the switch, and like this is how it switches. And I, you know, took it out and showed him the handheld, and then I put it right back in the dock, and then nothing. Yeah. Surprise! It, it doesn't switch. But yeah. you can play handheld still, right? Yeah, I can play handheld mode. Fine. It's like the switch. There's nothing wrong with the switch itself. It's just the dock is like not well, working. Good. I even tried a different HDMI cable. Like nothing. Like, luckily, the AC adapter is fine, so I can still, like, charge and play my, my Switch. It's just the dock is just failed. I don't know. Um, That's weird. Yeah. So now I have to send the dock to Nintendo, and then you have to repair or replace it, which is just annoying. I had no issues for two weeks. No issues at all whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, I didn't do anything weird or different. Like, that was what was so strange. Like, it wasn't like I shoved it in really hard. I don't know if it's just like a connection or something like the HDMI port is just faulty on it and it just like over time just weakened and then decided to give out. I don't know, but it's weird. Anyway. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll fix it. At least I can still play Zelda in portable mode. What other things are going on in your life that we could, that are entertaining? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean. Nothing. My life is a wasteland. Oh. Same. <laughs> okay. David's been playing the Switch, so I can't. It's That's... I just want to get my own. He yeah. took it to work yesterday. I was working from home, and he took it. I was like, <laughs> you can't even play it while you're working. But you can play uh, it on his commute. Funny. It's true. I I did. I have been playing Zelda sometimes on my commutes, which has been kind of cool. Do you get like Nerd. weird looks? Do you um, get weird looks playing the Switch really. on your commute. I don't have the neon one, so it's a little less weird, I feel like. Um, I think some people have looked at it, but not like, what is that? Like, I, I don't know. Some people have, like, glanced over, but I don't think they've given me weird looks. I feel like it looks a little less nerdy than a DS or a 3DS. I don't know. It, just... it looks a little professional. Because it looks like a tablet? Yeah, because it looks more like a tablet. I feel like it just, it, it doesn't, it looks less like a toy, so I feel like I don't, I'm not as embarrassed to use it in public. I mean, I'm I'm playing Fire Emblem Heroes with boobs on my screen still. Boobs. So I have no shame. I would I'd take out a switch. That's true. Yeah. Do you get strange looks at the boobs on your screen during your commute? Uh, I don't notice any because I don't look at people. You just stare at those my, boobs. I try to stare down at the ground. Yeah, I I try to avoid eye contact as much as possible when I'm in public transit. So. I don't see the world not like that yeah um oh what a decline in our society that everyone tries never to interact with anyone else they don't know already the funny thing is i used to make fun of that when i first went when i was a freshman in college walking around campus i was like everyone's wearing headphones and looking down like and i'm just like trying to walk through campus and smell the fresh air and then by senior year i was doing the same thing and my hoodie hoodie up earphones headphones in stare down so what you're telling me is that college ruined your midwestern nice probably oh <laughs> i surprisingly i actually do sometimes like not 
being on my phone when I'm walking or outside, especially if it's a nice day or whatever. Sometimes I do like to just like look around. Maybe I might have headphones in, like listening to music or a podcast or something. Um, but then I almost feel weird that I'm like not looking at my phone because like everyone else is. And I don't know, it, I get this weird like self-conscious thing. Like, why is that weirdo like looking around at people? And like, <laughs> I, it's kind of weird now that like expectations are that everyone is looking at their phone. Yeah, interact with another human being and you're mentally ill. <laughs> this guy doesn't have headphones in and he's not looking at his phone. What is he, some weirdo? Like, is he homeless? Like, <laughs> Well, if you were, Jacob would give you food, so. Yes, I am very, very proactive feeding the homeless when I'm drunk. Wasn't there, yeah, wasn't there a homeless story with you? A oh, homeless several. story. Oh, there's several? <laughs> oh, okay. I, like, I make it my job to the one night in dc i think this is the most infamous one was it was really cold out and there was like a number you could call to to get a ride to a homeless shelter so uh, it, every time a homeless person i think there were two that were talking to me and asking me for money i was like well i can call this number to take you a homeless shelter and then i ended up having like a 40 minute conversation with this one guy about homeless shelters and how terrible they are and how it's loud and you can't sleep and they have bed bugs and you can get diseases anyway i ended up like i think i ended up taking oh yeah he wanted me he wanted mcdonald's but so i walked for a while i couldn't find a mcdonald's that was open so i got some empanadas julius empanadas was open i think in DC and I brought back three empanadas and he's like he's like I don't eat these those are gross oh my <laughs> god <laughs> so then I just got in a cab and went home because I was like I can't save the world not tonight did you at least take the empanadas with you oh I ate them in the cab okay good, yeah, good. at least you got empanadas I mean that's not the yeah. worst that that's not the worst outcome he could have like thrown them on the ground or something or like yeah I don't know <laughs> That's that's pretty funny. Oh God, I'm, this is all coming back to me. Like he was like, when I was trying to like get him to go to the shelter, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm not gonna go there. But I was like, well, I can't remember what he said, but there was like a moment where he like my whole outlook on things changed because he was like, oh, can I come to your place then? And I was like, well, no. He's like, well, see, you're not that great. Like he was basically it wasn't the exact wording. Terrible story. I'll have to, I'll put it in my book. It's fine. <laughs> It'll read better then. My ghostwriter will do a better job. I'm sure. Welcome to the Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Vasquez, and I'm joined again by Mike. 
Hi. And Jacob. Hi. Damn it, you were perkier than me. I'm always perkier than you. Ugh. Yeah, that was good, Mike. You actually sounded like you wanted to be. I know, I tried that time. I tried because I'm so bad at that. And I really, anyway. Ugh. It always always makes me laugh because you're always like, hi. I know. Like, how hard is it just to say hi like a normal person? Like, like, he says hi like you interrupted him. Like, he was doing something, and then you came in with your podcast, and he like, um, hello? <laughs> like, you were not oh, expecting God. me to ask so I did it well, and I was shown up. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I'm so proud of you. You are learning. You have graduated. You now are part of the official I've been practicing all week, Mike. So, I mean, there's no way you're going to stop I need to put in my do more homework. Mm. So first, maybe talk about Switch first and then move on to Zelda, probably. Sure. Not as much to talk about with the Switch itself. You did a pretty good job last time describing the Switch and every curvature mm-hmm. of its physical <laughs> Well, I'm just intimately familiar with the Switch, you know. Oh, my. <laughs> so the whole reason I wound up starting to play Zelda this morning was I just had, like, some insomnia, and I was, like, downstairs, and I was bored. Uh-huh. Um, and I went into the store, and I noticed that there's a whole bunch there's a bunch of, like, Neo Geo games yeah. in the store now, which is really random and not what I was expecting. It is But very on the strange. other hand, is promising for getting an interesting variety of content. Yeah there i think like that was not at all what i was not expecting king right. of fighters 1994 yeah no especially because they haven't announced like virtual console stuff yet so it was strange to see that all of a sudden but there it is yeah uh, and like, weird things i wasn't expecting right the studio that made uh, world of goo they like released all of their games you know i mean they're really yeah. old games that everyone probably has already played but they're now on the switch um you say that though, but I mean, all kinds of times there are things that people hear about and don't ever get around to, and then you do them later. Right. So. That happened to me with with Shovel Knight. So I finally bought I bought Shovel Knight on the Switch, um, because I hadn't played it before. I've been enjoying it. I like it. It's a really cool, unique two D platformer, kind of retro style. Um, you know, has like Metroid, Mega Man, meets Mega Duck Man Duck. kind of feeling. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Mega Man meets DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good description. Yeah, it, it's cool. I, I like the game, and it also has a co-op mode, which is cool. Um, and How far have you gotten? Not too far. I've beaten the first two castles, the first two nights, or three nights, the first three, three nights. Right. Okay. I, beat, I beat King Knight, Spectre Knight, and Treasure Knight. Um, I've been having some trouble on the um, Plague Knight level and the... Uh, some of the other like the the random battles of the people that like walk around the yeah. map like it, they're just kind of strong and i i yeah it's not not so for easy. those of us who don't know so so i i've never played shovel knight oh. so it's like metroid or so it's a it's a guy he and he kickstarted it and it's a, it was very successful and it's very good yeah it is um, very good it's like an eight. It's an eight-bit looking game, and it's got all original music and everything. Uh, it's very well done, and it's structured kind of like Mega Man, but it has like a sort of Super Mario. Yeah, like Mario um, Brothers Three style overworld map. Yeah, um, um, but it's very it's very much structured like Mega Man, but a lot of the gameplay is also a lot like Ducktales for the NES. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. a shovel. 
and you you smack people with it. Pushing pushing B like swings your shovel at people, um, kind of like Castlevania sort of. Um, and then you can also pogo on people with it, like you can in Ducktales with Scrooge McDuck's cane. Um, so you bounce on people with your shovel, or you stab them with your shovel. And there's a bunch of like hidden treasure in every level. Um, and has a lot of replay value because he's he or I think it's a guy who made it has gone back and added like all this crazy free DLC yeah. where you can play as other characters that are bosses in the normal game. Yeah, it's really which cool. Is super crazy. Yeah, it's like a spin-off game essentially. Like it it has like a whole other even it has a storyline too for the other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, wild. It's, it's really cool. And if you buy the Treasure Trove game on the Switch, it will come with future DLC that will be free to download too. They're doing he's doing a I think a King's King Knight yeah, one. Yeah, King yeah, so it's really cool. I mean, it's I think it's like twenty five dollars for the treasure trove, which includes everything. So you know, if you haven't played mm-hmm. it at all, it, I thought it was. I think it's great. Um, it's a little challenging at times. I like I said. Oh, it, it it can be hard if you're not used to that kind of game. Yeah, no but it's fun. That. I I enjoy it. it. Like you know, it's it it can be frustrating, but at the same time fun. Like I think the gameplay is interesting and unique and. It's quirky. I like the the, it's the writing. It's very quirky. Yeah, I love the, the interaction with the characters. The switch controllers like sideways for two people. I believe you can for co-op mode. I haven't tried it yet, but I believe you can. Um, it might be a little cramped for it, but it could work. I think. I think it works. Um, it also has. They also have a Shovel Knight amiibo, um, and it's compatible mm-hmm. with the Shovel Knight amiibo. And when you scan it, I believe he becomes like a kind of companion co-op person like kind of like the wolf link amiibo in breath of the wild i believe is what it does oh is that what that does yeah i think That's so interesting. yeah so like if you don't have a second person to play with you, like it, you can scan the shovel knight amiibo and he'll play with you and like fight with you yeah if you think if you think it's hard now though the the part that's like dr wiley's castle at the end is has some unpleasant okay yeah it's been good though for like times when i'm like oh i want to take a little bit of a break from zelda and then i'll go and Mm -hmm. try it and then i die a couple times in shovel line i'm like okay i'm going back to zelda (laughs) um but it's cool it's a it's well made definitely it feels like a very well made game it is it's it's super great and you'll have to let me know when you get to uh tinker knight which was my favorite one okay yeah, I, I love the characters that he, you know, puts, like, a lot of attention to the, the other characters. It, and in that regard, it feels almost like a Nintendo game because mm-hmm. there is this cast of quirky characters kind of like Zelda does. It's de- it's definitely worth the money. It's easily—I yeah. I bought it two years ago. I didn't kickstart it. But. Yeah, the only thing, like I said, it is difficult at times. So, you know, if, if you get easily frustrated, that can be, you know, something to consider. But Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, like your chief, what, what is her name? Chief Reg, R- Ruji? Whatever. I've, I'm swearing her out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Riju. Yeah, but it is a cool game. And the music's great. I love the sounds and the music. Oh, yeah. The I listened to the soundtrack. Um, Nintendo has really embraced them, too, as like a almost like a partner um developer like which is really cool it's just one guy or something or a small team i think i think so uh yeah sean velasco this was really the, dire- cool. the director the designer i mean there were a couple other people who were programmers and composers but yeah the music is good like i said um uh yeah it's it's and i think it, it works really well for a portable like for a switch i think it it, it is a good game to have as like a portable game because you can play one level and you know in a few minutes or you know 
like when you're on the train or whatever. Um, it's it's cool. I would ch- I definitely check it out. I I recommend it. Um, oh, you know what's interesting? I just looked up while we were talking. Um, the woman who did some of the original Mega Man composing did some of the Shovel Knight soundtrack. Oh, okay, so cool. No wonder it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, really. It's it sounds very professional. I also have been playing Sniper Clips a little bit with people, which has been fun. Have you guys, either of you, played it? Oh, I love it. It's yeah. so it, every time I love that after every puzzle, it just becomes like it becomes a brawl. Like who can snip the yes. other person? Yes, I love the attention to detail with the little animations. Their faces Their are so faces adorable. Are so good. It's so great. Yeah, and it's just it's really fun to try to. Get, I mean, it can be frustrating at times with trying to get the other person to do what you want, and they're like, "No, no, no, do this. Like rotate a little bit more." no 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 not that way the other way like it just it, it can be frustrating but i i do really like it it's a great game and that's with any co-op game yeah portal yeah. co-op is just like a test of your relationship with someone yeah yeah definitely um yeah i it, it's a great game too uh, i i think uh, some people were saying and i agree that it should have been the a pack-in game with the switch snipper clips i think really demonstrates like a great way to like just pull off one of the joy cons and hand it to someone and say, Hey, let's yeah. do this together. What that about is, their that other game that also should have been included? That one, is two switch. Too, so I, yeah, that's what it's called. I, way so, too expensive. I'm not, I know it. I, it is expensive. It's, it's, it's super fun, but I agree that it's overpriced. It's way overpriced. So I caved and got it because I brought it over to, a, I brought the switch over to a friend's house and wanted to show it off. And like, I was with a group of people. So it was like, okay, it makes sense to get one, two switch. Cause snipper clips, I don't have a second controllers, a second pair of Joy-Cons, so I couldn't do the four because Snipperclips supports up to four players, which is cool. But um, really, yeah, it it only has a few levels, like a few select things, but it does support uh, up to four players, um, which is cool. Um, but doesn't have I couldn't to. get a second Joy-Con controller if I wanted to. They are sold out everywhere. I could get another gray one. That's it. Like uh, the red and blue are all sold out. Uh, the combo red blue is sold out like it, it's crazy the pro controller i can't sold find out. a pro controller i can't find anything i know i've been trying i got a i got a gift card for my birthday and i can't use it because i want to use it for the pro controller and i can't buy a pro controller also the docks are not available anywhere so like i can't even buy a replacement dock um i kind of wonder if they did not based on the way that the Wii U didn't work out as well, I wonder if they were more conservative and then have been caught a little bit by surprise at how successful they're being. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that might be part of it. Nintendo is just notorious for, for, ha- for being, you know, very conservative with their manufacturing. And I don't know if they, I mean, conspiracy theories say that it's because they want to increase demand, so they don't make very many, but... I, I don't know. I think it may be a combination of that, but also just Nintendo not being not wanting to take the risk of manufacturing too many. Um, they just are very, very conservative. I mean, well, yeah, they don't they don't use the consoles as loss leaders like everybody else does. Yeah, I know. They always want to make a profit on everything on their hardware. Like they haven't really realized that like a lot of people, companies, you know, profit is from the software, not from the hardware itself. Um so well, they're going to be charging for online multiplayer, which I know. I think and especially because they're doing that, it's just even more frustrating that they're not being more, um, con- uh, you know, considerate or more, you know, generous with their pricing. Like it just, 
I can kind of see the seven. I can kind of see the seventy dollars for the Pro Controller just because it has all of the features of the Joy-Con packed into a you know full size controller, and it's and it's made. It seems to be made well, um, like a good quality controller. You know, it has the NSC reader, it has the HD Rumble, it has all of that. So I can kind of see the seventy dollar price tag for the Pro Controller. It's a little high, but it's somewhat acceptable the dock though ninety dollars for essentially hdmi what, cable really and it's ninety dollars yeah it's absurd all the dock all it is is the ac adapter the hdmi cable and a piece of plastic that has like a small board in it basically just to as a pass-through to connect the one usb port from the switch to output to the HDMI as well as charging it at the same time. That's all it's doing. There's no processor in there in the dock that's increasing the processing power of the Switch. There's nothing like that. Hmm. And, and, you know, it, it increases, like the Switch when it's docked, it increases its clock speed because it's plugged in and everything to help, you know, output better graphics to the TV. But that's not because inherently because of the dock itself. Um, so it's just very frustrating that they charge $90 for that. It's just absurd. And I'm curious, you know, there have been reports, people saying that, oh, the dock is scratching my screen. Have you guys experienced this at all? No. No, I feel like you would have to try to make it do that. Yeah, so, I mean, they're saying that the pieces of plastic on the dock, and some people's docks are also slightly maybe misshapen, possibly, but that the plastic is rubbing up against the plastic of their screen and is making scratches on their screen um luckily i have not experienced this um but people are just complaining about it and i'm curious if they you know if the fact that it's completely been pulled from the store like the dock you can't even find it in the store like online so i'm curious if they're gonna do like a recall or like redo remake the dock i mean and if i'm having a problem with my dock i mean maybe there is more of a widespread issue with the dock itself that other people are having issues with it i don't know there are also issues with some of the hardware, right? The um, controller right, connections. Right, that I've heard about. So yeah, the left Joy-Con, you know, some people are saying they experience connectivity issues with the left Joy-Con. I have not experienced it at all. Um, the only thing is if I put the Joy-Con behind my back and I'm like standing far away from the console, yes, I do lose a little bit of connectivity, but I never <sighs> have the switch behind, I never have the controllers behind my back. Um, and I'm not usually sitting too far away from... Well, I think you're playing it wrong. I know. Clearly, I'm playing it wrong. Um, So I I think that was a little overblown, and I think it's possible that the update, the software update on day one, the day one update, like, improved slightly the connection, but I think it's just also the Joy-Cons don't output a strong signal of, like, Bluetooth. So I think it's just just inherent with those Joy-Cons that, I mean, they're small, they don't have big batteries, they're not out, I don't think it's just a strong connection, so, you know, you can obstruct it with your body or other things, or if you're far away, but I haven't had any issues with it, I'm, I've, I, like, the Switch itself has been working great, I have not had any issues, the UI is super fast and snappy, I love how quickly I press the home button and it just goes instantly to the home menu, like, the Wii was, the Wii U was terrible with the Wii U, UI, load times were awful with the Wii U, the Switch is just very snappy, I really like it, um, the hardware feels good, how do you guys feel about the Joy-Cons, like, the size of them, I mean, do they feel too small to you, I mean, that's my, everyone that I've talked to that doesn't own one that like tries it they're like yeah this feels a little small i do think they feel small but not so much so that i'm like 
this is awkward. I yeah. have big hands, and yeah. these are only Trump-sized, you know, or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I haven't even really noticed. Like, I, I know they're small. I yeah. see them. They're small. But yeah. I haven't, like, when playing, I haven't noticed it being too small. I, yeah. I use, I connect them in that little controller thing you can in slide the them into. In the grip, yeah. the yeah. grip. Yeah, it doesn't, I, it does feel a little strange to have them split out, but. So you guys mostly play it with the grip? I do, yes. Yeah, that's what I've done. Yeah, I actually, I actually have come to enjoy having them just individually, even without the grip, um, just because I can like sit down and like have my hands at my side, and I have small I hands. Can't imagine and... aiming arrows with them separate. I, you can turn I can't, that off. I can hardly do it when they're connected. So the thing is, though, the with the aiming, it's really only paying attention to the right Joy-Con. So if you uh, have them separated, you don't even need to move the left one. You just have to move the right one. Did not so, know that. So yeah, like I've gotten used to it, and I I actually kind of like it, like it separated just because I can relax. I don't have to have my hands together, and I don't find the grip to be that helpful really. I mean, it adds a little bit of ergonomic like grip to it, but and I also like to be able to like quickly just switch back to handheld mode. So having them individually, I don't have to like take it back out of the grip to like switch it into handheld mode. I just slide them onto the dock onto the switch and then pull it out of the dock. My biggest criticism of the controllers is that there's some weird things about the positioning of them, like buttons on them as an individual thing, Yeah. which I thought before I saw them, and I still think having used it a bit now. So if you use them separately as separate controllers, like you do for snipper clips, right? I think the person who gets the right one that has more of the fancy stuff in it. Like, it's a little weird the way that the joystick is positioned relative to the buttons if you're using it as, like, one controller. Yeah, it, it, having the joystick far away from your thumb for it's the right... Strange. It, it, it is strange. strange. Um, and definitely without the wrist strap, too. Like, those SL and SR buttons are really, really difficult to press without the wrist strap on them. Yeah, but they give them to you. So. They do. And so uh, the other thing, though, is that the wrist straps, I mean, people are having issues if they you know put them on the wrong way um they get stuck um which is just a big design flaw is very strange they do not like get stuck, stuck because wrist. because i did that wrong and i, I got it off um you can get it <laughs> oh, off mean, but oh, so no mind so someone a friend did put it on wrong and it did get stuck and i had to i looked it up there are these little um uh prongs inside that are keeping it preventing it from sliding back and you have to press down on the prongs on the insides. You have to find something small and flat, like a screwdriver or you know uh, some some other. Small... Oh, I guess I didn't get it stuck hard enough. Um, yeah, and so so I did have that issue. I mean, I was able to get it undone, but I had to like look up how to like remove it without breaking it or anything. Like some people were like yanking it off and like. I was imagining people walking around with Joy Cons stuck to their wrists. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> like I, yeah. I no, they were getting stuck on the people's wrists. No, 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 no. It was like it, if you put it on the if you flip it around and put it on the wrong way. I mean, you're supposed to match up the symbols. Like it's it shouldn't be that difficult, but the symbols are kind of hard to see. And if you don't explain it to someone they sometimes just wouldn't get it. I mean, it should have like a stop on it to like prevent them from even putting it on the wrong way, but it doesn't. So I think that is a little bit of a design flaw. Um, and then also when I take them off, so if, I mean, if I put them on the right way and then I try to take them off, it like gets like stuck a little bit. Like it, it I mean, I can take them off, but it like, it kind of catches a little bit. Like it just, it sort of, it's like gives me a little bit of resistance to take them off. Have you guys experienced that? 
Yes. Yeah. That that uh-huh. is the one thing that is really weird with the straps. Like it, it feels like I'm almost breaking it. Like it, I, it makes this little like plasticky kind of sound. It like catches and it like, I mean, it comes off fine, but like it just it it has this weird resistance. I don't know. So, so the yeah. only other thing I was gonna say is that, and this is not about using them as like an individual thing, but so I think. So if you know when if you've played Zelda the when you want to switch through things in the inventory fast, they ask you to push the buttons that are under the joystick is how you do that. That's like under the main movement joystick. And I feel like it's strange to try and touch those things at the same time, which is weird. Um, like if they were positioned somehow differently, I feel like it'd be easier to like try and hit them yeah. quickly. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing and it's subtle, but most it's only because you're using all of those things in one game which not yeah. everything would do right yeah. and i i have experienced that with um the with when i want to run and also move the camera at the same time um yeah that would I, be hard i have to basically i do this thing where i do this weird claw grip where i like <laughs> use my i use my index finger to press the run button and then use my thumb to like move the right joystick so i have to like reposition my fingers into this weird it's like a talon like i'm clawing at to like press the button and move the con- the control stick at the same time uh, and then I, I guess one other thing i was gonna mention about the switch before i move on to zelda is uh i uh so it's region free the switch and i created a japanese account nintendo account and so i now have access to the japan eShop, and i downloaded a demo for Poyo Poyo Tetris and um, for Dragon Quest, and it was it was just interesting. Poyo Poyo that... is a lot more popular there than it is here, and always has been. Yeah, um, I wasn't like the biggest fan of the Dragon Quest game. It just like it feels like not super polished and like weird gameplay. Like the like, and also the physics is weird. Like you jump really high, but you can't like jump forward. You can only jump like straight in the air. You can't like move forward and jump like it's weird what kind of game is this that's dragon quest uh i don't know what it's called everyone should play dragon quest because it's the only game series where you have a special move where you shove men's heads into your boobs to stun them oh my god so. <laughs> japan jesus and it's called it's called puff puff oh god um yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was. Inter- I mean, it was just playing the demo, so I didn't really get a good sense of the game, the whole game. But that was like my initial impression was just like this doesn't feel finished quite. It, like it just didn't quite feel like it felt like more of a prototype than like a final game. It just didn't feel right. That's because you didn't know you could push men's faces. No, in your I did not know that was a. I, I don't know <laughs> if this, that's a. Move. I doubt you can do it in that game. Yeah. Once uh, you once you level up, you unlock that later, I guess. Um, and then I played Poyo Poyo Tetris, and that. You know, it's interesting, like, the demo almost is, like, most of the game. Like, it, it has, like, some modes that you can't do, but, like, you can play multiplayer. You can play, like, the two-player versus mode in the demo. So it's just kind of interesting. Like, I was like, I don't need to purchase this game. I can just download the demo. <laughs> like, are they not releasing that in the U.S.? They are planning to. It's just, I guess it's delayed for some reason. I don't know why it would take so long to, like, port Tetris. Like, that's so easy. Like, you just... It looks fun. <laughs> um yeah it's interesting i mean i'm not like a huge tetris person like i like i enjoy it for a couple minutes and then i'm like okay 
I'm done. Like I, I, I like it for short spurts and then I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like I play a couple games and then I'm kind of done, but it's nice that it has the two player mode. I do like that. Um, it goes up to four players. Oh, play. apparently. Okay. Now I've, I've clocked in over like 70 hours on Zelda. So that's a lot. Yeah. I've, I've been playing a lot of Zelda. I'm, and I'm still not like I haven't finished the main quests. Like I've done three of the four Divine Beasts, and I just haven't done the Goron one yet. And I, um, I got his green hat. If you use Amiibos, like every day, you can use the. I use David's Link, my boyfriend David's Link Amiibo, and it gives you like random things. Sometimes it's a horse. Sometimes it's a hat. So I got a, I got a cool green hat. Yeah, I got. So I, I have you seen that somebody did a speed run and beat the game in less than an hour? I heard about it. I didn't actually. That's watch. hilarious. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I, like I said, I did the first part this morning so that we could potentially talk about like, oh, an experience of it, even if no right. one's beaten it. Right. Um, and I thought it was very. One thing that was interesting, I thought, was that even in that little introductory section, because partway through. You know, my boyfriend got up and was watching me do it, and yeah. I was doing things differently than he had done them. Right. So even in that section, it was interesting how freeform it was. Yeah, but definitely. Then, but then the you know the king is like, "Oh, that's where the evil Ganon is at the castle, but you shouldn't go there yet." And so of course that's what I did. Um, you went to the I, castle. Oh yeah, I tried. Um, I was I was curious. Um, Were you I, killed by guardians or? Yes, I was. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I had done it differently, like I also needed, I knew I needed to go and do a work thing. So I was kind of rushing. And I think if I had been a little bit more careful, I probably could have gotten in. I don't know if I could have done anything other than that, but I like got up to like where the moat was and was trying to cross the bridge. Yeah. And that's when I got shot. I mean, that they have said that like in theory, you can go and try to defeat Ganon. Yeah. like whenever you, totally you want could. you totally could i was just curious to see how far i could get so yeah. i got pretty close with no game experience um, right i mean it's really cool i i mean i mean it's amazing like the stuff that people are discovering in the game i mean there's there's so much um just it's so good yeah it's it's really good i i on i honestly haven't felt like this obsessed with the game in a long time yeah People are comparing it to Skyrim, but I think it's better. Like yeah. the dungeons in Skyrim were the puzzles were so easy. And this is actually a challenge with all of the different shrines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of the shrines are pretty easy, but not all of them. Maybe they're like, easy some for of them... you. I'm really bad at video games. <laughs> Have you guys been playing mostly in handheld or on the TV or what? How do you guys normally? I did, I did it on the TV. I would do it on the handheld. My boyfriend has when I was using the TV to do something else. Um, I mean, the screen, it's kind of amazing, the quality of that little screen. Yeah. It's really um, What I wonder is, I wonder if there's a, I wonder, I think it's kind of strange that the game has some, like, frame rate issues occasionally, yeah, but in places that definitely. seem really random. Yes, it does. Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, it is. That. it does seem to be somewhat random. It doesn't always happen, like, you think, oh, there is a bunch of stuff on the screen, and that's why, you know, it's having frame rate drop. Yeah, it's like, but oh, it's I'm in a glade. The, but it's not always the case. Sometimes <laughs> have... sometimes I'm just looking around and like I'm turning the camera and there's not much on the screen and then it just all of a sudden dips a bit. I guess I haven't played 60 hours, but I haven't noticed that at all. Oh, really? Maybe have you, you just been got pl- lucky. 
have you been playing in handheld mode mostly or on the TV? Actually, no, on the TV. On the TV? Okay. That's why I was saying I wondered if there was like a difference in how that would appear or how noticeable it would be. Because I yeah. feel like on the on a TV, it would be really noticeable. Mm-hmm. On a handheld, maybe not. Yeah, so what I've heard is, well, so one of the main differences is if you're playing in TV mode, it's rendering the game in 900p and then upscaling to 1080p. And if you're playing in handheld mode, it's one-to-one... 720p because the screen on the switch is a 720p screen so it it, i i've according to people's reports and then that have done testing on it it performs better in handheld mode because because it's only only rendering it in 720p and because the the screen is 720p there's no like upscaling or anything that it looks crisp even though it's lower resolution Hmm. Um, and that they've had lo- less frame rate issues on the handheld mode, and I, I think I've noticed that as well. I mean, I'm I haven't done any like scientific tests or anything, but like in general, I do notice less frame rate drops when I'm on in handheld mode. But sometimes when I'm like doing some really cool epics part of the game, I just want to play it on the TV mode just because I want it to be bigger on a bigger screen, or you know, or sometimes I just yeah, want to yeah, like I mean, I relax. I feel like not playing on a TV deprives you of the fact that it has like the largest draw distance I've ever seen in anything. Um, yeah, you can see forever away. Yeah, I mean there I wouldn't say Which... it's the furthest ever. Like I feel like I I don't know, I think Witcher had a pretty far draw distance and what I what I do notice with the you know, with Zelda, I think you you see the landscape forever like there is no like yeah. tr- like the, you can see forever into the horizon but what i the draw distance is limited in terms of the objects on the screen so you'll if you walk forward you know all of a sudden like an object will just appear uh, and so that that is the only thing that i i've noticed it's a little frustrating sometimes when it's an enemy that just appears all of a sudden other than that it, i mean it it hasn't been too much of an issue. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, I love just like looking at the scenery, and I've taken a good amount of screenshots um, with the capture button. It's kind of interesting. Um, on the on my PS4, I like never use the share button on the PS4 controller ever, but I've been doing a lot of screen captures with the Switch. Um, I don't know if it's just because Zelda is just a pre- very pretty game, and I like excited about it i guess that's partially why i don't know but um, what i love the most about this game so far is that all the great fairies are drag queens oh yes i love that oh too. really they're yes fabulous. they are so great well they're, i mean they're oh. not they're basically drag i mean they're they're they just like, like over the top queens. they have huge hair and you know their jewelry i mean it's over the top like i've, I've never seen it in any of the great fairies of the games before they you know they had big hair and they were like you know big personality but they didn't have like this amount of like jewelry and like jewels all over themselves it definitely gives off a drag queen vibe it's really great the only thing i don't like about the great fairies is that they're in the little plant pods which is fine but i kind of miss having like I wish there was like I wish a few of them were in caves and to have that water cascading everywhere around you. Like that was my only like gripe about it, but I really do like the great fairies and I, I like that they there's a reason to go back to them. You know, in m- most Zelda games, you only go really once to get whatever benefit they offer you and then you don't ever go back unless you're just going to grab some fairies or something or regain your health. But the clothing upgrades it actually makes me want to go 
back and see, you know, okay, what can, what else can I upgrade? And, and it, it is also, I feel like a nice theming of like, oh, drag queen. Oh, guess what? They upgrade your clothing. <laughs> so I've been playing the game naked as naked link. Cause yeah. I like watching twink link yeah. prance around, but then I, then I guess this is another spoiler. When you get your when you get female clothing, I've been just wearing that now. Oh yeah, that's pretty <laughs> great. You know, I know a lot of people have said like, "Oh, I'm tired of open world games. They're just they're all the same. They're all boring, or they're they're big but they're empty." Um, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the charm of the characters, or just that there's little surprises everywhere, or if it's just that it's Zelda and I'm being a little biased. I don't know, but it definitely feels different than other open world games. Well, some of it, I think, is, and I don't know what open world games you've played, Jacob, but, like, I agree with that criticism sometimes, that they feel big and empty. Um, But some of that's in how you package it and what you do with it, right? So, like, I mean, I've played this game for, like, maybe three hours. um, And in the process of running directly towards the castle immediately upon having freedom because... I do what they tell me not to do to see what happens. Um, I'd be a great QA tester. Uh, I, you know, discovered like random people being assaulted by bokoblins, right. and I saved them. And one of them gave me curry for saving her life. Uh, I don't have any idea if those are NPCs from some other area of the game I'll meet later, or if they were just random people walking around. Um, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I also think that the setting that it's meant to be like a world in decline where civilization has been ruined gives there a valid excuse for there not to be people. And that's helpful, I think. So like yeah. it feels it feels purposefully barren. And yeah, that's but I mean okay. I, I you could argue though that Fallout is a similar situation like that Fallout has a similar vibe and situation, but to me it d- still feels different than Fallout. And I mean, I don't know if that's just inherently because it's a Zelda game or if it's, you know, the art style or combination of all of the things. I I mean, I think I I think part of it might be that it has I think the puzzle elements are I think absent from most open world games. And I think that that's true. I think that is a big draw for me because I, I enjoy puzzle games. So, and I think like Zelda games, like one of their biggest appeal for me is the, are, are the, are the puzzles. Yeah. I think the shrines are amazing. The puzzles that you can solve in, in unconventional ways, like everyone solves, will probably solve it the same thing differently or could. Um, it really makes, it makes, it makes the game like, I mean, you kind of own it. Like you, oh, it's you put a lot into it, and yeah. it becomes yours because it's your decisions. And it also gives it some interesting like replay value too, and yeah. potential for like, I mean, you start you start to think. So like I did again, not not having played it well. There's just one. There was one shrine that I did. The only one I've done outside of the initial area. Uh, had this part where I thought to myself. I don't have any idea how I would have done this if I didn't have a fire arrow. And what, the second I said that, my boyfriend was watching me. He was like, you have fire arrows? And I was like, yeah, you didn't have fire arrows right now? How the hell did you do it? <laughs> and so then we talked about how he did it instead. Um, 
And that was just very interesting. It almost makes like two people playing a single player game a social experience, which is kind of neat. Yeah, actually, yeah. there was there was someone talking about that, how it almost becomes this like multiplayer, like social experience because of its variety in the way, you know, the different paths that you can take, the different solutions that you can um, you can utilize, um, I think is really cool. And I think just the amount of content. I mean, without spoiling the story content, I think we've exhausted yeah. a lot of what we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, the one thing but the I story would say, content is amazing as well. Uh, the one thing I will say though about the story content, I am not a fan of the voice acting. I will say. Oh, <laughs> yes. The voice oh. acting is very bad, in my opinion. Oh, one of the oh. first things that I thought to myself after starting to hear that there were voices was like. Why? Why is Zelda from Britain? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like a the choice of the director or whatever. The but but I'm like I'm actually talking about the actual acting ability of voice actors too. Not just like the not just the demeanor and the accents. Although the accents, some of them are. But it's like a bad. weird. It's a weird British accent. Yeah, it's that not no really one a good one. Has it's... like, <laughs> Link, Link, open your eyes, <laughs> open your eyes. Gandalf's got me in the castle, Link. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, then. Yeah. Okay, she's not cockney. Yeah, she's not but cockney. She's, <laughs> I, I, would, I wish she were. But she's like, she has this weird, it's like a British affect, but it's not quite a British yeah, accent. Yeah, it's strange sounding. Yeah. It's very strange. It's like Kate Blanchett. Honestly, I feel like I would have rather them just like do voice acting in like a foreign language. Basically make up like a Hylian voice, like a language, a Hylian language, and just like done the acting in that Hylian language. They could have just used Esperanto. Yeah, that's going to take off any day now. Yep, exactly. Everyone was clamoring, like, we want voice actors in Zelda. And I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But this is kind of what I was afraid of. And my fears kind of came true, where it's just, like, really bad voice acting. And, like, the script is not always great. Like, sometimes it's fine. But then also I feel like the writing is a little weird at times. I haven't really even noticed, to be honest. I guess I haven't played through a lot of it. But yeah, I, 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 no- I noticed, like... The when you're the uh, NPCs when they're talking, they don't really have a voice. They're just like, mm, 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 yeah, mm, no, mm, and that's mm, fine. Mm. Like, yeah, they just usually say like, hi, or like, or like, oh, oh yeah. But that's always pretty much been like what the Zelda ca- characters do. And the great fairies are like, <laughs> yeah, or like, bye. Oh, good. Are they, they're, st- they're still slutty. That's nice. That's nice. But they don't really have that, like, I was kind of hoping they don't really have much of that noblewoman's laugh. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't yeah. have that as much in this game as they used to in the other ones. And I kind of miss that. Like, Oju. Oju character. That's what I meant, was trying to come up with. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to talk about, like, especially because it's gamer related. I do want to talk about the whole Gerudo quest getting into the Gerudo town like I want to talk Sorry. about that <laughs> but it's kind of a spoiler so I don't really I don't know maybe Later. another maybe another time we can talk about it in like a few po- <laughs> a few podcasts from now I don't know because Jacob I'm sure you have a lot to talk, to talk about that right oh I, I love I love how there are I mean basically we can say there's you can change your clothes in the game and there's yeah I've clothing seen you, can wear. you can wear ladies clothes right and, yeah, it's, but it's so it's but it's actually like it. a forced element of the game like you have yes. to do it and well, there's also a you specific don't have to you could just go straight to Ganondorf 
Okay, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess technically that's true. There's a specific character that you run into that you get the clothing from, and yeah, it's just... I look forward to this. Yeah, there's cross-dressing in this game, and it's just interesting, like, the way it's dealt with. And, like, I mean, Japan... I, I mean, it's this still... game is just hitting everything for me. It's got drag queens. It's got cross-dressing. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, got naked twinks running around. Yeah. <laughs> um it's a great game like i mean if you if you don't if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't played it yet what are you doing go get this game like if you have a wii u get it for the wii u don't you know it's it you don't have to play this on the switch it'll probably be just as good yeah i mean the performance wise i mean it's essentially the same game it's just that it's the switch can output it to 900p versus 720p on the tv that's the only difference really and you can take it mobily on the Switch. And you can take it mobily. I mean, that is pretty nice. That is like the main draw is that like with the Switch, you can go take Zelda portably and, you know. It's nice if your boyfriend doesn't take it while you work from <laughs> home. So rude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to do a drag look based on those fairies. Oh my That's... God. Yeah, that would be so great. I recently went to PAX East which was in Boston. I just want to talk a little bit about it. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was very crowded. The the reliance for everything. They had a Nintendo Switch booth where you could go play a lot of Nintendo Switches, but there was such a big line. And they gave you a free hat, and I wanted one. But I got to the line too late, and they were like, no more free hats. No hats for you. But the thing that was interesting is I was looking on the map to find the coat check, and I saw a something for a non-gendered bathroom i guess my problem is why aren't all the bathrooms non-gendered why why make like why not just say pax east all bathrooms are non-gendered like you don't need to you don't need to be of a certain gender but then it's just i think they called attention to it and they did that again with they had a diversity room where basically that's that's way more awkward a diversity room (laughs) basically all the all the booths that were, you know, with of queer people, queer companies or queer like gamers, went to that room, and that was the diversity lounge. Why and didn't they just call it the LGBT lounge? I don't know. So they could throw more people in there, I guess, more outcasts. Were there like people of color there, like developers, <sighs> like that were people of color, or no? No. <laughs> okay. Mostly just gays, gays, lesbian, LGBT. But so I did like that. I, I only liked it because it wasn't crowded and it had things I was interested in looking at. So it was like a really, it was really good. Like it was a break from being in the big crowds and I could actually sit down and they had a Super Smash Sisters booth uh, where you could play Super Smash Bros. And it was just, it was very relaxing and fun. And I'm glad they had the space, but at the same time, the idea of taking everything that's gay and removing it from the main floor and putting it in a separate room. I'm not, I I don't know how I feel about that, but I do as a, uh, as someone who doesn't like crowds, I did like it. I'm surprised you went to PAX at all then. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't mind crowds. I just don't like waiting in line. Yeah. I mean, I don't think really anyone does enjoy waiting in line or being like stuck in a crowd, but true. I waited 35 minutes to, buy things from the blizzard booth and i just felt ridiculous that's, yeah that's kind of crazy but 
Thank you so much for listening, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on SoundCloud and like us on Facebook. We would love your feedback, so please write us a review or send us a message on Facebook, or you can email us at thegamerspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again, Mike and Jacob, for joining me. Thank, Thank you for, for having, having me. me. I'm surprised you even had me back. <laughs> oh, you were good. We've had some duds. You weren't a dud. <laughs> and Jacob, where can we find you? Who watch me? I do drag on Twitch and sometimes out of Twitch, but on Wednesdays at 7.30, drag Trashly. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Mm-hmm.